Hello, hello, hello. This is another episode of the Mental Threads Podcast. I'm here with a very special guest. You may know of him if you ever seen the restaurant uh, Nappy <laughs> Chef and stuff of that nature. It's pretty, it's kind of legendary here in Charlotte so far. It's kind of getting a uh, legendary status. We have him right here, the host, if you'd like to say something. What's happening, man? You already know what time it is. Your boy, Nappy Chef, man, owner of the Nappy Chef, dining and take out on. 5933, Almaro, and we on what podcast? Mental? Yeah, the Mental Threats Podcast. <laughs> I say you're like the host, you're the guest. I know I've been fucking up already. It's been a while, you know what I'm saying? But it is what it is. Now, to go into detail, you know, it's like I have interest in becoming an entrepreneur myself and everything. I also want to go into like start my own food business somewhere down the line also to kind of see how you kind of put your own flavor on the whole food business with the logo, having like dreads and everything and the whole spatula with a knife type shit. It kind of reminds me of no grief. And stuff and, this, and stuff of that nature. Like it's just like it's just it's you. It's authentic, right, basically, right, right. and everything. So like, how do you feel like you know? How do you feel like the whole Nappy Chef brand as a whole kind of connects to you as a whole? Like, where, where does it connect at? Um, <clears throat> well, it connects because it's me. You know, what I'm saying the brand is, is definitely me. So that's how I connect. Everything I do is 100 percent my own vision. You know, what I'm saying my own direction. Um, I don't get inspired by looking at other chefs. I don't get inspired by looking at other people. I just, um, it's just my life, you know what I'm saying? I came with a nappy chef um, because, you know, as kids, being a black kid, um, you know, I went to elementary school and was, I went to school with some white kids. Not my whole life, but it was one particular year, maybe like third or fourth grade, I went to school with like a lot of rich white kids and they call us nappy head, you know what I'm saying? So that's some things that white people try to use against us. They used to always call us nappy. So I was like, why don't I take something negative and turn it into a positive? I got dreads. I'm going to represent my culture. And that's how I came up with a nappy chef. So I didn't call myself myself chef anything. I put the nappy before the chef, you know what I'm saying, to make it a brand and not just branding it as a chef. You know what I'm saying? So that's how I came up with that. That is cool. That's a cool philosophy. That kind of kind of connects back to me back when I went to a predominantly white school like in middle school and stuff it was mostly other black kids that used to like kind of make fun of me because it's like i have like you know i'm african so like i got features that are kind of deeply african i kind of got sleepy droopy eyes so they kind of make fun of my eyes say i look like a raccoon and stuff like that so like at first you know i was like my rap name i used to say my first name is just raccoon and that was like my name right, right. or rap name but then i just say like, it kind of didn't make sense because like why would i want to put coon in my rap name that's not not good it's not kosher right right say but it's just like i feel that i feel like kind of just kind of taking back your power in a sense now you're making money off of it and now people are kind of identified with the whole nappy chef like thing so like you kind of see yourself kind of running this business for another like 10 years and whatnot um this is gonna be forever i don't know about the restaurant as far as like in this location but it never should bring gonna be forever you know what i'm saying it's not even a, a certain time frame on it this is me this is what i'm gonna do this is my career this is where i'm gonna live and um it's here forever even when I'm dead and gone, hopefully my kids will keep it going. But as long as I'm on this earth, Nappy Chef is going to be going. That's good. That's good. If you were to go to detail on the menu and everything, it's most like soul food based or is it just a time test on everything? It ain't even soul food. It's just my food. Um, it's a mixture of I got I got a salmon cheese steak. That's my top seller. People love cheese steaks. People love salmon. Um, it wasn't no salmon cheese steaks in Charlotte. It is now. It's just I, made it, I put it on the map and made it popular. But, um, you know, I got the reggae shrimp taco. I got wings. You know, everybody loves wings with my own little twist on it. Um, got some burgers. You know what I'm saying? A basic, um, it's kind of... American food, but you know, I put my own little twist on it called a Southern Gourmet. I do my own specials. I really can cook anything. Um, I used to cook more like upscale types of food, but once I got started getting bigger and started hiring employees, I kind of had to dumb it down, but still put my own twist so it can be consistent, you know, so that's the menu. 
that is real cool. That is mad cool and everything, you know. I'll be thinking about maybe running like a burger joint or something like that or like a really, really good restaurant. Like my mom has a whole lot of great recipes and stuff, like like stuff that people never heard of, like garlic, peanut butter, chicken and stuff. You'd be thinking like garlic and peanut butter put together. It still tastes a lot better than you think. Right, it's, it'll taste, I'll probably, just to kind of get your, your steak on it, maybe one day I'll give you like maybe a try of that whenever whenever she makes it again or whatnot, just to kind of see, cause you are like a chef kind of. Right. So it's like, you kind of test it out. Cause I want to be able to like, maybe start a restaurant kind of based on her recipes and everything like that. Cause I want to like her to kind of pass down that knowledge, like on and everything. I want it to kind of live on even when she's gone and everything. Right. You know what I'm, I'm saying? I'm gonna tell you one thing about opening a restaurant. People think cause you got recipes and you can cook good as you can open up a restaurant. That's the farthest from the truth. It's 10% talent, 90% business. Before you even think about owning a restaurant, build up your brand, see if the people even want your food, See if they even like you. See if you're even likable. And see if you're marketable. You know what I'm saying? See if you can handle the things. Are you passionate about doing it? Because you're going to get in here and you're going to think everything is going to be sweet. And like, oh, I got good food. Man, it's, it's everything that you don't think of is going to happen to you when you own a business, period. Especially a restaurant. It's one of the hardest business, one of the um, largest failure rates. Um, like 70% of restaurants fail within the first year, first five years. You know what I'm saying? So definitely be passionate about opening a restaurant before you decide to do it just because of the food i know you mentioned passion i know passion can be like a very big asset but how about consistency in terms of definitely just being consistent, consistent. Yeah. definitely consistency as well passion and consistency but you got to be passionate first because in order to to go through the ups and downs and the highs and lows you got to be passionate but you definitely got to stay consistent to stay successful or to get to the finish line or whatever whatever your overall goal is got to be consistent dedicated that's good that's very good input um, I know. When did you actually start Nappy Chef uh, Restaurant and whatnot? When did you start this? Well, I started the brand in 2014. Um, I opened this restaurant in 2018, but I had other spots before this. The first spot I had was called Spice Lounge. It was an African restaurant and club. And um, I rented a kitchen out. And um, I went to two other places. I'm not even going to shout them out. I went to two other places and ran my kitchen out of there. My vision was too big for the people I was around. So I got me a food truck. And then within a year of having a food truck, I got the restaurant. That's good. That's good that you start with like a food truck first, not just go straight into the restaurant business. Well, I kind of started with a restaurant yeah. first because it wasn't my restaurant, but I rented like my restaurant. I started with that first and catering and traveling and cooking out the house and you know what I'm saying, things like that. And then I got a food truck in 2017. That's real cool, but it's like there's always steps to this stuff. There's levels to this stuff, you know. Right. Meek, like what Meek Mill said and everything. There's levels to this Definitely shit. levels. Definitely levels to everything in life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is really, really cool. I really, what I really admire is that, like, when it really first dropped, I think it was 2018, and that's like it was gaining a whole lot of buzz. And I'm thinking, like, one day I'm gonna go by here. I don't know when I'm gonna come here, but I know I'm gonna go by here. But it's like I was always busy. It was like I was at school or whatnot, and I wasn't here in Charlotte as like often as I'd like to. I ain't supposed to be here now. I'm supposed to be in DC and everything you know not, no hate against charlotte it's just you know i think it's just time for me to kind of like bounce for a little right. bit kind of just spread my wings out for a little bit see what that's taking me um outside of like you know the whole restaurant business like what are your interests outside of like cooking food um acting um I'm, i love movies i'm working on a couple movies right now mm-hmm. um one called an epic chef and it's kind of a little story of of a, of, of a woman i had met in my restaurant and it's kind of you know, showing like us falling in love and then falling out of love and falling back in love or whatever, based on true stories. And that's what I want to do next. I want to shoot film, um, you know what I'm saying? Things like that. Uh, of course, music was my first love. I was a rapper. I was in the music business for 12 years. I got my first record done when I was 19. I was signed up on the Bad Boy South. And, mm. um, you know, I love music. I love film. 
Um, I love water. You know what I'm saying? I love getting on the water, jet skis. I love mountains. I love the outdoors and things like that. So if I'm not cooking, I want to be on a jet ski or a boat or somewhere in the water or somewhere out of the country. So that's those are the things I like to do. And I, I love going to different cities and tasting other food as well. Yeah. Okay. So like a food connoisseur mixed with like a hip hop artist and a cinemaphile, basically. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess say that. Mm-hmm. I know you mentioned being signed to Bad Boy South and everything. Like you kind of brushed it off a little bit, you know. Like I know you mentioned being an artist and everything. Could you be kind of go into detail on your experiences as an artist and what led you to wanting to be like a music artist? I know you got like, well, I, um, as a kid, that's you know I came up around people that you know um, in my family that did music. Nobody did it as big as I did, but they you know sung in the choir, played drums, played piano, all those things. So coming up in church, mama made us go to church every Sunday. We sung in the choir, you know what I'm saying? They used to make me see sing leave singer sometime, me and my cousin Crystal. So I was always on the spotlight. Um, then I, my Uncle Ronnie bought me some drums when I was like five years old, and I just fell in love with music, and I just loved music, and I sung, and I was a singer. I sung until I was like 13, 14, and my voice started getting deeper, and I think I kind of lost it, and I just started rapping. Um, but Lauren Hill made me want to rap, you know what I'm saying? That was my favorite female artist. I'm one of my favorite artists, and uh, she had a song called That Thing, I think that's the name of it, and ever since then I, I wanted to be a rapper, and I, I rapped until I uh, I got, when I turned 19 I moved from Georgia and I moved to Charlotte and I got a record deal, that's not how I got the record deal, I got the record deal because I had did a show in Johnson City, Tennessee, and I was opening up for Chopper Young City for making a band, and he was signing Bad Boy South, and he signed me from seeing me perform, and you know. And you know, like I don't, I don't feel like a lot of people know too much about like Bad Boy South and everything. I didn't know there was a Bad Boy South. I know about Def Jam South and shit. Mm-hmm. You know, and like you know, them trying to kind of stretch out to the South because I know early two thousands, that's when the South was like really, really popping and stuff of that nature. Uh, is Bad Boy South still a thing today, or did it just kind of fall apart? How did everything go? Well, I don't know. We left once Chopper left. I was actually signed to Chopper Young City. He was signed to Bad Boy South. I was signed up under him, so it was like Young Riders, Bad Boy South. Um, I don't know what's what's going on. I know it's still a bad boy, but I really couldn't tell you too much about it. I really too much don't care about it for real. But that's just a part of uh, my legacy, you know. Started as a rapper, um, and uh, I guess it, it did. He, matter of fact, Chopper Young City was the first artist with Bad Boy South. Yeah. So. Oh, I mean, well, dang. I mean, that's just how the music business kind of is. It kind of fluctuates with a lot of things. You know, a lot. it's hard to kind of keep certain things consistent, you know. It's good that you uh, at least, like, you know, went through that and still managed to find your place as, like, the whole Nappy Chef uh, brand that you picked up and everything and stuff of that nature. Uh, would you consider going back to music in the future? Is it just that's just one and done? Well, I do music now um, for fun. It's like a hobby, you know what I'm saying? I'll never try to go take it serious and be, like, a whole rapper. I'm 36 years old. And I, I don't really relate to a lot of rappers now. It's, it's more full gazy, more fake. It's more all you talk about is killing each other and fucking each other bitches and shit like that. So I don't really got the love for it like I used to. But I do kind of integrate it with my food. You know, so like my commercial that's going to come out, I rap on the commercial. Um, I got an EP done. Me and Jay Way Sosa got an EP we working on. I got like 10 videos I shot already. But I really just do it because of my love. But I really don't take it as serious as I could, though. 
I can feel that. I can really feel that. I know it can really fluctuate. I mean, with me especially, I've been writing my rap books since I was like 13 years old because it was just like something to like kind of help me uh, with therapy, you know, basically. It was my therapy in regards to just how I was dealing with life and stuff of that nature. And then like you kind of fall in and out of love with it once it's like mm-hmm. once you start trying to meet up with people who aren't really that serious, they don't give a fuck, people backstabbing people, people right. talk shit about people. You know, it's very fake. It's hard to find like a it's common ground. It's very, very fake. Yeah, it's very, very, it's very more focused on the image aspect. It's more talent than the talent. Not not just the talent, but the art, too. Like, you got to have a certain message that you're putting stuff out there. And that's why I'm always drawn to artists like Kendrick Lamar, uh, J. Cole, Cole, you know. Um, I mean, maybe not so much as Drake, because Drake is kind of like more top top. But it's like, even Drake has some significance where it's like, okay, like, he doesn't need to be like a killer or whatever to kind of connect with his you know, demographic, you know, people say it's pop rap and they think it's none to respect, but you know, it's hard to stay on top for that long and everything and try to keep yourself versatile for that long, for a long time, you know, like you need to give Drake his props, but that's just me. And everything. He definitely got people helping him though, like they help him with his music and things like yeah, that. Yeah, with the but you know with the whole uh, what's the Ghost Rider? Yeah, but even Kanye had Ghost Riders too. Kanye is a genius and he had Ghost Riders. Right. I, I would never have Ghost Riders in my life because it's just like you know I just don't feel like that's just not something I wanted like you know be attached to me. Right. I mean that's just me and everything. I like I write all the time. I'm trying to get back into writing like four pages a day in my composition book. I'm trying to get to like if I can get to like not my ninth composition book, I'm on my seventh. So it's like, you know, that's 200 pages, like, a book. Right. You know, so it's just, I really want to build my vocabulary up and where it's just, like, I just know a lot what goes with what and everything over time. You know, it's like, it's really like a process of getting familiar with what sounds better or what. You know, it's a process. Right. Some people catch on to it pretty easily. Some people just don't. Some people just have to work hard and stuff of that nature. I feel like I'm just kind of in that lane where I just have to work harder for everything. So it's like, you know, that's just kind of how I kind of see it. Like, yeah, you probably see all the popping rappers, like the 69. We're 69 out now. I don't know. I don't, I ain't never liked him. Yeah. It's just like. I don't even keep up with rappers, man. I don't even be. I really don't too much be knowing, man. I just listen to who I listen to. I listen to the same people over and over, man. If I can't relate to them, I don't even want to hear what they talking about, man, to be honest. Yeah, if it just doesn't, like, just bop with your head and everything. Like, I don't know. It's just like, I could listen to Schoolboy Q. ASAP Rocky, you know, ASAP Mob. And then, although it's like their time is just kind of like, you know, I don't want to say it's waning out or whatever, but it's just like they're kind of just kind of, they're kind of settling down now. And now it's like, I think Corday is the next one that's kind of hopping forward. Now, you, you heard of Corday, right? You listen to his projects or it's just like whatever? No, I don't listen to him, but he can rap though. But he ain't nobody I can really relate to. Like I say, anybody I listen to, I got to relate to, you know what I'm saying? So if I don't relate to what they're talking about or what they're doing, I ain't no use. I don't put everything in my mind, you feel me? Only time I hear them kind of artists or other artists if I listen to the radio, which I barely listen to the radio. You know, somebody put me on like, oh, I listen to this, but other than that, man, I listen to I like Rick Ross, I like Jeezy, mm-hmm. I like T.I., you know, most of the old T.I., I like Lucci, uh, Nipsey Hussle, yeah, J. Nipsey Cole, that, yeah. you know, Tupac, uh, I like Kiss, you know what I'm saying, I like Fabulous. Um, I like Lil Baby. He 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 are. Yes. Lil Baby is like that's that next yeah. I don't wanna say he's like next go, 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 but he's getting there. Like yeah, he, definitely there. He, he definitely the top of the game. And and like he as big as Drake, you know, Drake of course Drake will be more big because he light skinned and he from <laughs> Canada. You know what I'm saying? So the world gonna gravitate more to a, a nigga that's more white, you know what I'm saying? But Lil Baby as far as like putting out music and being on top and being a street nigga and being real and being through some real shit, yeah. 
he 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 did. Yeah, yeah, he's definitely authentic. That's yeah. one thing for sure and everything. You know, and with the whole Drake, you know, Drake being is like, talented as hell. He yeah. worked hard, but he's corny as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> To some people, you know, and this is not me just trying to like trying to defend, defend. It's just me just being fair and everything. You gotta keep in mind, dude. This nigga was acting in a stuff called Degrassi right. and everything, and like he's not even from like a hood city. He's from Toronto. No, Toronto, yeah. Toronto hood. Now you really, you really think it's hood? Like, oh yeah, cause they got Jamaicans there and everything. Uh, Toronto, yeah, that's, that's a big city. Yeah, they, they get it in up there. Like, they ain't no weak. It's some, it's some hood shit up there. Um, Definitely, but yeah. but before Drake, it was like, who do you know that was like straight out of Toronto? I mean, they had Toronto well, rappers. I mean, who do you know like from Africa? Like, you know what I'm saying? You might know, but we don't. But that don't mean it ain't hood. You know what I'm saying? Who do I know out of Connecticut? That don't mean it ain't. You know what I'm saying? So just because it, it ain't to the forefront, some of the places you never hear in the world is way worse than the places that you hear about all the news all the time. You know what I'm saying? So. But I'm just saying, like rap wise, until he really put Toronto on the map, right. you know, he did that. So it's just right. like you know, for him, so he's very significant in his own lane. Yeah. And everything. Do you feel like the baby is kind of like the one that's just kind of like put Charlotte on the map in a sense, or do you feel like he's just like a really famous rapper that happens to be from Charlotte? Yeah, because I don't really think he really put Charlotte on the map. I mean, people are starting to know more about Charlotte. People been coming to Charlotte, been doing shows. And as far as the baby, I respect his hustle. I can't ride around listening to the baby. You know what I'm saying? Like, he don't have nothing in his messages that I can be like, damn, that shit real. You know what I'm saying? I just can't. But I respect his hustle, definitely. Definitely and his hustle. Yeah, you can't yeah. really sleep on yeah, his hustle. I and he just works hard, dude. He's a hard worker. But as far as, like, relating to his music, I can't relate to it. You know what I'm saying? Like, And he ain't got to. You ain't got to yeah. like him or nothing. But yeah. I feel like it's just bad when people him, try man. to disrespect him. Like, how are you going to go out there when he's at Walmart or when he's, like, at the South Park Mall and everything? You want to pick, like, an altercation with him. Yeah, you deserve what you get. You know what I'm saying? That's just like, mad corny to me. You ain't got to like him, motherfucker, but you got to respect him. You know what I'm saying? Just respect the hustle, man. Because people really work hard. Like, even when I put my first mixtape out last year and everything, I had this drive. Like, I needed to get is the 12 songs most people start with like four maybe eight maybe like nine and everything just like okay like no i said i have to do 12 i have to do 12 something is just in me just say i have to do 12 because like it just feels like it's something to prove within yourself at the same time and some people just don't got that same type of hustle they be right. thinking that they got an inflated sense of ego with themselves like oh why does he got this why does he do this and everything i don't like that and then they just focus on you. They stalk you and try to find you. Like, you know, it's just, it's right. corny. But it's like, that's just a lot of aspects of Charlotte that we just need to work on, maybe, as a town, bro. So we need to really learn to really just kind of, like, finding an identity that doesn't supply and just trying to be, like, trying to compete against the other and everything. Like, we can really help each other out, you know. I feel like the baby does that with his billion-dollar baby uh, brand. It's I like, mean, ain't, ain't, ain't nobody on, on that label hard, though. I just feel like he just pick anybody and just sign them. I don't think he'll sign nobody that's better than him. That's the bosses I respect. Find somebody that's gonna go outshine you. Not all these rappers you just sign and just to sign to you later just to say you have a label, cause ain't none of them talk about shit. Ain't none of them really hard. And I don't even know, hey, I'm gonna give props what it do, but who on his who on his label that's really hard? That's like got dope ass music, you know what I'm saying? Like what's that dingy name? The the nigga with the hair like dunk? Dunk man. I hell no. You like his music? I don't listen to them. Oh, like that. Yeah. It's not because I'm against them. I respect the hustle. I respect the brand. Yeah, but like just, he, he, once all the songs sound alike, it's hard to get yeah. it deep into what it. Like, you talk about beat niggas up, like shoot niggas, like man. Okay, what else? What else goes on in your life? Like you said that like five hundred times. Yeah. <laughs> like like, like narrative wise, it's hard to grow with it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's why it's good to be good with your art and everything. You know, J Cole started with the whole like, was it Born Sitter or was it Sideline Story? I think was that the first one. Nah, who that? 
Uh, we had hella mixtapes though, like you know, yeah. like the warm up, uh, the come up, uh, Friday Night, Night Lights. Yeah, it's just, that was like him at his hungriest. And then like when the albums came out, you kind of just kind of see him grow, kind of setting it to his role like as an artist. Right. And now he's at that stage now where he's like he's reaching the twilight, where it's just okay, it's past off season. Then it's the fall off, and then I think he's gonna call it quits after that. I don't know. The fall but off. He still go hard now. Like he he can rap his ass off. Man. That's somebody that's that I can listen to him be like relate to him, rewind that shit. Like, damn, what did he say? He put some thought into it. He he digging deep where you can relate to it as a child, as an adult or whatever. He ain't just talking about shooting and beating up niggas and fucking everybody girl and shit like that. So that's He does reference that from time to time. I mean like all rappers. I mean do. yeah. It's not yeah. so focused. I'm talking about his overall message. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like you actually touch about like real stuff. And that's like he actually that's why J. Cole is just so serious. Because it's like it's like he touches that whole average Joe type vibe, and everything that makes it better to relate to everyone. That's why the three best rappers aren't even hood. Right. Like, who do you think the best rappers? Kendrick, J Cole, and Drake. Those are the top three. Why do you think they're the best rappers though? Because it's like one one represents the pop side of it and Drake's in like the longevity of it, like with staying in that pop realm and trying to stay innovative. One is like, okay, there's Kendrick and everything. And every time he drops a project, people are still clamoring for more. When did Damn drop? That was back in 2017. It's mm-hmm. 2022. People are still waiting for it. Well, I'm album. saying, what makes you think they're the best? Do you say they're the best? Cause they, what, what makes them the best? Because I don't feel like it is no best rapper because it's rappers that, that go hard. That, that, if you're talking about lyrics, yeah. what, what are you talking about? Like how lyrical they are or the music they make? Or what makes you say they're the best rappers? Well, in terms of just like, well, accomplishments is one thing. Mm-hmm. Two, it's just longevity, too, because they've been doing it for like, like about a decade now. Kendrick ain't really dropping that, though. He ain't really dropping that in a while. It's just because you really can't say he. Yeah, there's yeah. that with that. But it's like, you know, I guess maybe on the sense of just like. Uh, Lyricist? Not on the lyricist end, but it's on like the credible. What is that thing? Acclaim. Acclaim. I think critical, critical acclaim. Yeah, that's that one. That's mm-hmm. what I'm trying to go with. And then there's like J. Cole that's been putting like hella stuff out and everything for a while. And everything. Although I hate how J. Cole sees himself as like the third place rapper. And everything. I guess personally, he's like my favorite out of the three because it's just like I feel like that's why I kind of like you know reference my style from to an extent and where I want to like kind of my direction to go is like talk about real life things. Right. Okay. And just talk about my growth type of stuff because I feel like that's what I can speak on. You know. Right. Kendrick can kind of pretty much talk about the hood from like a perspective from a third person perspective. And that's why he gets props from the hood. And Drake, it just like he just has so many different styles and everything and versatile. We even touch stuff like Afrobeat. And then other types of stuff he can sing and everything. So it's just like you know, it's just it's more there's more vast and like the versatility, um, which kind of like which kind of helps him stay fresh. Although Certified Lover Boy was kind of like kind of I, I don't want to say it was mid. It was just like it just seemed like a typical Drake album. Right, yeah. Well, I ain't hear it somewhere. I liked it, but it was just like you know, it just seemed like you know, it didn't seem nothing was innovative about it. Is what I'm saying, you know? Right, okay. So it's just like that's just kind of how I saw it. You know, it wasn't a bad album. But it was just like a just like okay, you just put that out there, right? Okay, album. you know, it's just like it's just like that. But it's like I feel like they're all reaching that stage now where it's just like they're starting to really, really settle down. Especially Kendrick, because we haven't heard nothing from Kendrick since 2017. And once he drops on that, I feel like that's gonna be the last one. And if Drake drops about three more albums, maybe two, maybe one. Hold um, on one second. Hold on one second. We can pause. All right. What was I talking about? Like we're talking. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, Kendrick, like uh, pretty much. Kind of settling in with Drake, maybe probably got. I think he has like two, maybe three more albums left before he like. Which sucks with like, cause Drake ain't even got a good like, you know, brand after like OVO. It's just him. 
and everything. You know, everybody else just kind of like it was whatever. You know, I don't want to. I don't want to uh, change the subject though. But we only got a few minutes to finish, so we could talk about um, what else you want to ask me about me. Yeah, um, we ain't gotta keep talking about them. Oh yeah, yeah I know. We've been talking about this music thing for. A while. I've been yeah, wanting to yeah, sidetrack yeah, for a while. That's all yeah, trying to lead into like, okay, they're written to the of their careers right, and stuff right, of that right. nature. But it's like you know. Um, but outside of that, you know, the whole music thing and everything. If we had to go into like current events, I know it's like this kind of cliche asking about like, what do you feel about the whole Will Smith and Chris Rock situation? Um, some people say it's fake. I, I don't know if it's fake or not. If it's real, I, I, I um, I went with Will. See it. <laughs> You keep your name out. People get tired of you, like being a celebrity or being in the in the the public eye, and people always got opinions. And you know what I'm saying? So I feel like that's how you feel. Slap the shit out of them. Keep my name out your mouth. You know what I'm saying? Watch what you say. You know what I'm saying? You can't disrespect everybody and just think nothing gonna happen to you. You know what I'm saying? So I ain't think nothing was wrong with it. You know what I'm saying? I actually like Will even more for standing up for himself. You know what I'm saying? Because people on the sideline always got some shit to say about a motherfucker, man. But you can't just say whatever you want about people. You know what I'm saying? You got to stand on whatever you say. And however they they want to handle it in violence or they want to handle it. However they want to handle it, that's how they want to handle it. Shit. Just like you said what you said, whatever the response you got or reaction you got, shit. You got you to gotta go with it. So I ain't think he did nothing wrong, personally. Mm. I mean, that's what I thought initially and everything because, you know, that is his wife and stuff of that nature. Although at first he kind of was laughing and everything and then just kind of, oh, saw his wife. Like, oh, snap. He ain't liking this joke. And whatnot. I don't know if like, he might have been laughing and just like, now nah, you laugh like, oh okay, ah, that's funny, nigga. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> it could have been that kind of laugh. Yeah, like, but it's like you know, at the same time, like Jay has been treating him hella messy, bro. It's like I feel like imagine like somebody always bringing up like their dead friend and everything over and over again, how great there was and everything. Like bitch, like come on, she's been dead for a minute now. Like, I fuck with Tupac. Come on, like Tupac is like that's that's that dude. Right. And everything he'll always go down in history. He's accomplished so much, even like at the age of twenty five. But even if they did, like my grandma been dead since two thousand what two, I still bring her up just because yeah. they might be dead to y'all, but you know they still they still live on. You know what I'm saying? But like as far as like celebrity shit, I really don't be knowing. I'm really not the kind of person that keep up with celebrities and keep up with the news. I, I be too busy on what I'm doing. Hello. But uh, back on the subject matter and everything, I just feel like this just kind of goofy on both ends, really. Which one? Like the whole Will Smith and Chris Rock situation. Because <laughs> on one side he's like a comedian, but it was kind of a tasteless show. Because who the hell even knew what GI Jane was before he said that? You had to look that shit up. Well, I, I know what it was. But like I say, man, it's, man, I don't give a fuck about. You know what I'm saying? Like it's people, really none of our people, people, yeah, people talk about this something. Like man, he slapped him. That's what it is. I'm from the hood, my nigga. Like. Shit, in school, you say something about somebody, they feel like they're going to slap them. Shit, or punch them or whatever it is. That's just life. People making it so big because he got slapped. Well, you should have your mouth. You know what I'm saying? But like I said, as far as like with celebrity news and all that, I ain't no fan. You know what I'm saying? So I really don't sit around and be knowing what's going on in people's life. I don't have that much time in the day to even know what the... I, you can ask me some shit about something, I'm like, huh? I ain't even know that. You know what I'm saying? I really don't have time to really sit around just focus on people. and focus on everybody else. You know what I'm saying? The crazy, I, I want to be successful and I, I want to stay yeah. successful. You know, you can't be successful watching everybody else, you know? Yeah, I don't even know the Oscars are on that night. Me right? either. Because I don't even watch TV. I watch streaming services. Mm. I'm good on that. It's just TV. Everything is just so whatever, man. It's, it's just like television. Like, it's tell lies. All vision. the time. And it's just, like, just kind of played out waiting for commercial for your favorite show to pop on where you can just kind of stream stuff and you can watch right. something that you want anytime you want. 
you know so it's just like you know i don't know people just watching tv that's just even like the bet awards it's just like that stuff got weirder and weirder by the year and then it's just like you know why do people even complain about shit on tv like just stop watching tv stop watching it just stop watching it and everything so like on will's end on one hand yeah defend your woman at any time by the same hand i feel like a lot of this came from a different spot i feel like it came from insecurity at the same time because it's like you know publicly it's like you've been like emasculated on the sense it's just like you know your woman's been like sleeping with like your kid's friend and everything right and then it's just like it's public knowledge now and everybody kind of sees you as this soft beta simp person and everything and now it's just like now she's getting insulted i pause it oh wait hold on a second yeah, but uh, enough about talking about that whole situation. Uh, let's try to like swim back to like uh, the more uh, uh, relative uh, subject matter at hand because I am sitting in front of like a black entrepreneur. What are some things that you had to kind of like, what are some hardships you had to deal with as a black entrepreneur and stuff of that nature? Because I know the more hotspots for black entrepreneurship is like places like Atlanta and stuff of that nature. So it's just like, you know, for Charlotte to know there's like, you know, black entrepreneurs here and there and everything. Uh, I feel like we're slowly kind of going in that direction where we might be a hot space somewhere in the future, but I feel like y'all kind of like the pioneers right now, kind of setting that up. Uh, so it's like, what are some stuff that you kind of have to deal with uh, hardships-wise? Um, doubt, hate, um, people trying to stop stop what you're doing, people not believing in your vision, people throwing salt on your name. Um, just, you know what I'm saying, that's, that's most of the parts I had to deal with, just people just trying to block you, you know what I'm saying, because they see greatness in you and see you, and, and they don't want you to get to where, you, where you're where destined to be, you know what I'm saying, um, people kind of clickish, you know what I'm saying, so I never wanted to be the type of person to have to be up under somebody else, or quote unquote, dick ride, or kiss ass, that's never been me, you know what I'm saying, I'm going to take the long route, you know what I'm saying, I'm not going to... Um, go be up under this person and, and follow this person's coattail to get to where I got to get to. You know what I'm saying? So just being able to be strong and be able to go through the ups and downs and the risks and the failures and spending money and losing money and you know what I'm saying? That was that was mostly the, the most thing you have to go through is just failing. You know what I'm saying? And spending your own money and on ideas and I lost. I took a lot of L's on my way up, man. But the only thing is I just didn't quit. And like I tell any entrepreneur. The most important thing is be passionate about what you do. You know what I'm saying? At least for the first venture you do, something that you want to blow up as, whether you want to be a rapper, podcast, radio, DJ, chef, whatever you want to do, hair, whatever, be passionate about what you do. Have a plan. Have a large plan. Um, and then break them down into small, tangible goals. You know what I'm saying? And just stick to your goals and just roll with the punches and change with the seasons. When when the, when when when, the, when things change, change with it. You know what I'm saying? Don't stay outdated. Don't stay in the past. You know what I'm saying? Just keep your eye on where you're trying to go to. You know what I'm saying? No matter what comes, you're going to get knocked down. Just get back up. You're going to learn more from failures than from wins. You know what I'm saying? So that's 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 um. My little two cents on that. Cool. In closing, where do you see yourself for like ten years and twenty years from now? I don't know. I can't even tell you because God' plan is way bigger than my plan. Hopefully, I'm still living ten, twenty years from now. So, all I know, I'm gonna still be winning. You know what I'm saying? But I can't tell you where I'm gonna see myself because I, I pretty much did everything that I wanted to do on this scale. You know what I'm saying? The only thing I want bigger, bigger houses, more expensive cars, like. You know what I'm saying? Like, more famous. Like, shit, I've done everything that I wanted to do. You know what I'm saying? So right now, I'm just going rolling with the punches and just chasing my vision. One thing I can say is I'm going to have a franchise. You know what I'm saying? Like, I have nappy chefs all over them. But as far as, like, where I'm going to be, the only thing I'm going to have is just more than what I got now of the same things I have now, basically. Couldn't have said it better, man. I appreciate you hopping off of this podcast and everything, trying to help my vision and stuff. I'm trying to reach 100 episodes. 
I also got another goal trying to reach 50 songs. I don't know how I'm going to do it. I know it's going to be very, very tough, but I got I got my connections. It's all about trying to get the resources and time management to kind of get this all set up. You know, like the law trying to hold me back, things trying to hold me back. I just had to keep it pushing regardless. Whether if I got to walk here, whether if I got to do whatever, I just got to do what I got to do. Right. And everything, you know, they they can probably set set me up and frustrate me, but they can't break my spirit. You know, so it's like that's just how it is. The spirit of the black man can't break it. Right. All right, cool. Well, um, so that's what we're just going to sign it out for today. If you got any final words to say to the audience, you're free to do so. Oh, man, just 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 chase your dream, man. Just chase your goals. Fuck opinions. Fuck what everybody say. Because people that got the most to say sitting on their ass ain't doing shit. You know what I'm saying? So keep going for what you believe in. Believe in yourself, man. And anything that you want in life, if it's meant for you, you're going to get it. Most definitely. Couldn't have said it any better. I right? thank you very much, Nappy Chef. Thank you very much for a very, very interesting episode. I appreciate it. We are sewing out for the Mental Threads podcast. Sewing out.